People love craft breweries, but how will they feel about a craft seltzery? There's one coming to Louisville, and we're going to talk about it next on the Access Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. What it is. And Haley Cawthon. Hi there. Same crew from last week, I believe. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news and plenty of sharp opinions on what's going down here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, We've been really serious lately, but we kind of have a chill show for you today. We're going to talk about a couple of kind of fun topics, Um, and uh, we're going to start with this craft seltzery. Seltzer has become like a a huge drink category in the last few years, and um, now there's a seltzery, a place that's going to offer some craft uh, options on seltzer uh, coming here to Louisville. So where is that going uh Haley and uh, who's opening it up yeah so that's going in Nelu Marketplace um that new development that's had a lot of retail restaurant and um some other concepts open up within it in the past year um and so the local it's called the local seltzery it will be um on the main street side of things so just on like the other side of Mamalee Mm-hmm. which is a clothing boutique and it's just down the street from quills. If you, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, so who's opening it, it's clay and Braxton Turner. They're two brothers. They have pretty unique backgrounds. Braxton is a South Carolina based Jimmy John's franchisee. So he's been in the food and beverage space, but his brother, um, clay is actually a neurologist and, you know, works at a hospital in Boston full time. Yeah. Um, and so Braxton will be the more hands-on, um, operating partner, uh, splitting his time between Louisville and South Carolina, um, to, to get this concept off the ground. Um, but they're both originally from Lexington. So that's their, uh, tie to the Kentucky area. Yeah. I was going to say, I guess that's how they, uh, wound up here in Louisville. Um, I think you had explained in your story about a seltzer gun, and I think that it, that sounded pretty intriguing. So how exactly does this seltzer gun work? Wait, where, where can I get one of these? A seltzer <laughs> uh, gun? Oh, that would be nice. I think this was custom built, though, right? Yes, yes, this was <laughs> custom built, and it's exclusively, like, they're, the, the company that built this seltzer gun for them made it exclusively for them, so they're not going to ship it out to, to anyone else. So it's similar yeah. Um, in concept to a soda gun, which you see those at bars all the time, like, you know, you order um, a, a rum and coke or whatever, and then they get the little gun and they shoot it into the glass. And it always seems like fun. I kind of want to be a bartender just for that reason. <laughs> right. But we're going to get into what gun. we want to be after this. At yes. Some point, but, uh... <laughs> yes. Um, but it's similar in theory to that. Uh, but, you know, the regular soda guns, you can't mix flavors into that. Um, and so the craft the seltzery is um has helped develop this kind of new tech seltzer gun that enables you to like mix flavors at a very you know specific level so so it's all very they can control it through a computer like they don't even have to be on site to like tweak the ingredients so cool (laughs) yeah it's very high tech um like craft beverage development (laughs) has changed quite a bit from you know 
I'm, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but yeah, <laughs> but really, Tom, it's Tom Cruise cocktail movie days. Yes, yes, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty high tech operation. I can't wait to order like, like a strawberry seltzer, please, and make it extra strawberry. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they can just like turn it up for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Hmm. Let's see, Jason, you're a seltzer guy. And so am I. I. I like seltzer. So the thing with me was I wanted to lose some weight and I was always a beer drinker. And um, with beer, I would just drink one after the other. Um, uh, with seltzer, I drink it slower. So I don't drink as much of it when I drink it. And it's it's much lighter. I guess it was about the same as like a Miller Lite in terms of the calorie content but it's much lighter than say an IPA or really heavy Porter or something like that. So that's why I started getting into it was like, I want to lose some weight. I don't want to drink all this heavy beer all the time. So I started drinking seltzer and it took me a minute to acquire the taste. I remember I asked Jason about, it's like, Hey, what's the seltzer I should try? And he gave me one and I was like, this is awful. I hate this. And then like, like a month later, like we were on a call and he's like, you're drinking seltzer. And I'm like, it's all I drink. now. <laughs> so. and, and we should mention that this is hard seltzer. Um, I don't think we've ever. Oh yeah. That yeah up. That's true. We're not I just guess, drinking yeah. regular seltzer it's water. Not just regular <laughs> seltzer. It's hard seltzer. Um, so yeah, that's been uh, the big uh, the, seltzer itself has been big on the beverage market, but uh, hard seltzer. Uh, definitely making way, making a lot of waves in the alcoholic beverage market. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like you, David. I started drinking it because I, I, it just kind of made me feel less bloaty, I guess, than beer. Mm-hmm. It just felt more refreshing. Maybe it's because it was warmer weather when I. It's started a good summer it. drink. Uh, it you really know. is. <laughs> and, you know, if you're if you're wanting to get wanting to get a little more into the weeds, it's a good mixer sometimes, or you add your, you, you know, your hard liquor of choice uh, mm-hmm. with some ice and it just uh, nice and sparkly and refreshing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're right though. I, you know, when it comes down to it, it's probably not much, any much healthier than some of your light beer, that kind of thing, but it, I don't know. It just, it feels like you're, maybe well, you just some don't of them throw like, it back quite as much. I think that's maybe. the difference for me. Like a light beer, I would just drink a, gallon yeah. of that in the night but i won't do that with the seltzer <laughs> and some like Vizzy have uh vitamin c and yeah. antioxidants so you yeah. can get your health on while you're drinking <laughs> i'm sure it probably cancels each other out doesn't it i, don't yeah. I was gonna say is is that your favorite hard seltzer jason i think so those uh, vizies are good i like truly their lemonade uh, versions like they have the all kinds of lemonade. yeah they're just they're really good and i'm not a huge lemonade guy but those those are tasty yeah, I was going to say I have truly in the fridge right now, as well as um, some very old White Claw that I haven't drank because <laughs> I'm not a huge White Claw person. But um, I would say my favorite that I've tried so far is like High Noon because it's not quite so, I don't know. Got some of that in my fridge right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the way that it differs from some of the other ones, but it doesn't seem like so bitter, I guess, in a way. I think it has a lower alcohol content too i think it's maybe that's why (laughs) you you guys know that i'm not uh you know a big drinker at especially not out of the business first group every time we talk about bourbon they're like hayley bourbon i'm like no (laughs) never drink bourbon um but i do like um you know having an occasional seltzer it's um but high noon probably has been my favorite so far and for for the record the local seltzer said you know what their product will look like will be if you tried to compare it to something that's already on the market, it would probably be closer to high noon than any of the other ones, but obviously not the same. 
I was going to say, so here's my thought on this. Craft beer comes in a lot of different like textures and colors and that sort of thing. And uh, a lot of different varieties. Whereas I don't see as much variety in seltzer. I mean, there's variety in flavor, but there's, I mean, they're all seltzer. They're all like crisp, uh, you know, bubbly, um, bubbly, except for uh, Alani. I tried that and we were talking about it. It's a little flatter than the other ones. Um, but Alani's uh, an energy drink, right? Well, they yeah, did some, not, uh, they hard. did, they did an alcohol one too. And it, oh. and, it, and it tasted like the energy drink and I didn't like it as much, but um but uh yeah so like i i just don't know if like the variety is gonna stand up uh the way it does at a craft brewery um but i don't know like i would have never thought you know 20 years ago that a coffee house would be as successful as they are you know because back in the day you know nobody really thought about all these different types of coffee that we have now uh, so, you know, I, I can't sit here and say that this, you know, I, I could totally see this taking off. So, um, so I don't know. What's your take on it, Jason? You think, uh, I think I'm going to be here and I'm going to check this place out. For yeah. Sure. I think there's enough variety and taste, uh, for this to be successful. Cause so many, you know, everybody has their favorite fruit flavor or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a big lemon guy, but I like the mango. And then you toss in some lemonade or something. So, you know, whereas beer is beer, you know, there's all kinds of different varieties, but with seltzer, you got these, you know, all these fruit flavors and all these concoctions. It seems like it's an endless combination of, of yeah. these flavors that you can, and which would appeal to more people to me. I could see it like being like, um, if they go a little farther, you know, and just have, instead of just clear, seltzer or whatever maybe they have like uh, slushies or something you know that that kind of blend into that and um or you serve it you know and it comes in a, a like a, a different kind of glass I, like i could see right. like some things happen some things working here so i hope it does um i think more places to hang out and socialize and uh drink is you know all the better just for the variety because people have different tastes so um they will serve sorry i was going to mention that they will serve uh local craft beer and um cocktails and other things there too and that's a smart thing to do self. you know yeah just sure. for people who who maybe don't like seltzer so are you fixated on like just the color of the seltzer david that it's all <laughs> it's just the same color or I like just, clear or, it's or that it's just all like a carbonated product it's like just the, all like a carbonated product the, the color isn't what like the color's fine i just i think the uh the variety is 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 what's getting me but you know i there's I too many there's so many flavors though like you yeah. don't need like the that's different textures saying. or you know that's levels true. i guess i don't know yeah uh was zima like seltzer or was zima something totally different i'm too young to have tried zima <laughs> i was also yeah. not born <laughs> <laughs> Probably Unfortunately, not. I am old enough to remember Zima. Zima is like the. Uh, it was like a clear beer, as I understand it. Like, yeah, it's I was like 15, it, so I was like, I wanted a Zima, but no one would buy it for me. Zima has its own. Zima has its own place in the pop culture uh, echelon. I think it's. I don't think it was. If I remember correctly, it wasn't nearly as carbonated uh, as mm-hmm. your modern seltzers. I do remember the thing that made Zima's appealing to make them good is that you put a Jolly Rancher 
in, in there and just oh, yeah. uh, flavor it up a little bit, whether that be cinnamon. Or well, that would, that kind of mimicked flavors. what we have today with the various uh, so maybe know, sweet Zima flavors. Kinda, was the first standard for yeah. the very first yeah. seltzer yes forerunner that zima i could totally see zima coming <laughs> back because everything comes back so i don't know like it was pretty zima dog seltzer, there for dude it's gotta happen yeah zima seltzer do it um there for a while like after that like that was a fad and it came and went and after that um and people dogged it all the time and made fun of people that drink Zima, but that's the way things go. Like that's, that's just, fa- you know, fashions like that, uh, food and beverage trends are like that. I remember yeah. when, if you went to anywhere, but Applebee's or O'Charlie's people be like, why would you go anywhere but there? And now it's like, you went to Applebee's? No way. Um, so, uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, people used to drink like Bud Light and Miller Light no, and Coors Light. And those were like the three beers that were available on the market. So I think these like, things just change over yeah. time. <laughs> like, like the trend with um, hard liquor with the gold flakes in it or the gold schlager. And, yeah. Know, yeah. There's another one. And like, I only anytime you mention that I will only think of super bad like (laughs) that's my only connection to I saw super bad but I don't remember the gold flakes in that movie I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through the whole plot of the movie for you guys but (laughs) it's a good movie I I saw it and I remember liking it and so it is on Netflix lately and I keep seeing it like I want to watch super bad again but I never do uh or at least I haven't so far um let's see here we'll switch topics we'll talk about another restaurant uh this is in west louisville sweet peaches uh Haley, that just went under a renovation right and and it's interesting because there was a business incubator program involved in uh in kind of behind the scenes in that so uh, yeah. tell us about that yeah so sweet peaches um has been open since 2000 february 2014 at their location on west muhammad ali and um it hadn't had any renovations or anything changed to the property since that time. So about two months ago, um, owner Pamela Haynes um, decided to go ahead and close down and do some renovations. But she said that she never would have been able to pursue something like this without the assistance and, you know, the guidance from the Russell Technology Business Incubator, which is an incubator program created through AMPT um, that focuses on minority-owned business, specifically Black and Latinx-owned um, business owned businesses. And so Sweet Peaches is a part of the first cohort of, the, of that incubator. I think there's 30-plus uh, businesses that are involved in that. But through, through the incubator, she not only got access to, you know, some business classes, an accountant, um, some branding and marketing guidance and that type of thing, RTBI actually invested um, I think $40,000 um, into those things, as well as the renovation of her 1,000 square foot space um, mm-hmm. to, to give it a whole new look. So they got new flooring, new walls, um, new cabinetry, kitchen upgrades, new furniture. Like it's totally changed yeah. from top to bottom. So um, they're they're celebrating that in the grand reopening uh, tomorrow, which is Friday, July 26th is when it's reopening. Yeah. And then she had a great quote in your story about, um, you know, she, she realizes that West Louisville is not the most economically developed part of town. But she said that the neighborhood, the Russell neighborhoods been very supportive 
uh, of her throughout the years and, uh, and coming out and, uh, and, you know, checking out the restaurant out and, uh, and keeping her afloat during COVID mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, like without the support of the Russell neighborhood, you know, where her restaurant's been located all this time, like she wouldn't have came out on the other side of the pandemic, let alone be renovating right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to see that happen, especially with everything that restaurants went through during the pandemic. Haley, had, did she talk anything about employment and is she having trouble keeping employees or finding employees? Do you know? uh, so she didn't mention any uh, trouble finding employees, but she did mention that she's scaled up from three to eight employees. Um, okay. So that's a pretty big change um, and yeah. will hopefully help her, you know, get food in and out quicker and, um, I, she'll be having dine-in carry out as well as offering third third-party delivery through like uber eats and grubhub and all of those places um so it sounds like they'll be busy um mm -hmm. <laughs> in the coming weeks for sure yeah and it's great to see uh you know there's been a lot of efforts to help uh drive business development in west louisville and uh it's good to see some of that paying off with the with this uh, business incubator program uh, Jason, I remember this uh, this uh, restaurant was a part of our, uh, we did a, a West Louisville cover story last year and an award-winning cover story, just got an award from uh, SPJ Louisville. And um, uh, and I remember just, you know, hearing her tale and uh, kind of, uh, you know, how she wanted to uh, improve the restaurant and couldn't find the investment. And that's, uh, and I don't know if she had, you know, she went, with, went ahead with the same expansion plan that she was talking about last year, but uh, it does sound like she's definitely uh, been able to find the capital she needed. So I love to see that progress take place. Uh, you got to celebrate those wins, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And you have the uh, Norton healthcare, you know, athletic center out there that it's mm -hmm. um, uh, been a huge boost to the West end, uh, the global urban league involved with that. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and uh, a lot of traffic there now. And also in the Russell neighborhood, I've been over to the village at West Jefferson now a couple of times, which is where um, the Russell Tech Business Incubator is based. And that building is really nice. Um, is it? And okay. Yeah. Because I know that they wanted to do some work on it last year. So it sounds like they've gotten some of that done. So Yeah. So I would say um, most of the tenants there, uh, the build out is complete. And I think they're just finishing up like the drip and crab. Mm -hmm. um, as well as a, a pharmacy that's going to be going into that building. So I know you guys remember the dripping crab because yes. <laughs> that, that was the big seafood story. Um, and they're hoping to open later yes. this summer, I think. So Darnell uh, um, Ferguson of yes, Super Chef. Super Chef. Super Chef fame uh, is coming to the Russell neighborhood as well. Also a frequent, a frequent guest on food network as I understand it. Yep. I never watch food network. But. He has his uh, own show on uh, wave here locally. Wave that I watched three. for the oh, first time. Okay. Was it? Cook that ish or something. Yeah. Cook that ish. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It was really good. Actually. It was, what was really cool about it. It was, it was local and the judges were local and he talked a lot about, um, you know, the, the, the local restaurant scene. And I think he even talked a little bit about kind of the West end and what's happening there. So it's, it's neat to see um, that getting, publicity heck yeah all right well we'll move on to our last topic of today uh if you've been on our website lately louisvillebusinessfirst.com sorry for the plug there uh we have this story that was uh, about executive uh changes during the lat during the second quarter um and there's new ceos new uh you know leaders at various companies at different levels and then on top of that there's kind of been this like ongoing storyline 
uh, with the workforce shortage uh, saying, uh, you know, people after COVID are saying, is this really what I want to do with my life? And re-examining what they want to do. So I thought it'd be fun to just talk about if us three here weren't doing this, what would we be doing? Um, I'll start us off because I just recently got this question as a part of a, uh, uh, um, a program that I'm in and I, I didn't, uh, and I, I didn't hesitate to write down the answer when, when I was, uh, asked that question, I, I would be an innskeeper. I think, uh, I like, uh, working a, a, I love the traveling public and I love the idea of travel and working around travelers. Uh, B, I like the idea of, uh, being in different roles. So like some nights I'm working behind the bar some nights I'm helping out at the front desk. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'm up there on stage with the, with the band playing bass when their bassist is sick or something. Um, so, uh, you know, the I kind of like, Bob Newhart, man, <laughs> you know, and, and then, I, and then, and then it's entrepreneurial as well. Just to take an old building and build something like that. Um, so anyway, that's kind of <laughs> mine. Um, uh, Jason, I think wow. you were probably asked this same question because we're in the same program, but um, yeah, uh, and I was remembering. You, yeah, are you remember? No, <laughs> no I'm stuck with. I'm gonna change this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what was I, your answer on that? I've always been fascinated by documentaries, and I've always wanted to create documentaries to kind of marry the oh, visuals nice. with the words. And I, you know, Ken Burns. I'm a big Ken Burns fanboy. Anytime I see anything on PBS that he's created. And by the way, there's a new mural festival that's uh, coming back in Louisville, and it's tied to a, a new Ken Burns uh, mini documentary on Muhammad Ali. So mm-hmm. they're tying all this into the mural festival that's coming up soon. Oh, so awesome! Look at our website for that story but yeah it's just you know i've been in journals for so long but there's been so many subjects that i'm like oh my gosh that would be really cool to to make a documentary out of yeah and, and do some video. my schooling at college was it was in video and, and tv and i've never really put that to use so i've always in the back of my head that's of, awesome thinking like yeah let's um, I'm kind of interested in that too. And actually this is funny, that sweet peaches, we were talking about that. We did like, like I did a little, mm-hmm. like took a story that was written and tried to make a little mini documentary, like a five minute long documentary. Um, yeah. but I found that I hated my narrator voice. Uh, and, uh, and like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, had to find a narrator here. <laughs> oh no, I'm finding you, man. Next time I do one of those, you're, you're the narrator because like, you know, and it's weird because I do podcasts. So like I talk a lot, but me doing more of a dramatic read just doesn't work. Like I'm too, like yeah. I got too much of a goofy nasal thing going on. So, uh, uh so I don't, I don't think don't it works my for voice me. either, dude. <laughs> but maybe boat, everybody yeah. feels that way. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Um, Haley, how about you? Uh, I, I read this question. I was like, what am I going to pick? Um, <laughs> so I guess, um, my dream job, you know, my whole life I've wanted to be an author, but specifically fiction, um, not nonfiction. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to write fiction stories uh, my whole life. And growing up, I was like, most people don't make money. Like I was a very realistic child. I was like, most people don't make money by <laughs> writing books. Like I think it took JK Rowling or Rowling or however you pronounce her last name of Harry Potter, like a million tries <laughs> to get her mm-hmm, book published mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Um, so I was like, how am I going to write and make money? So that's how I landed in journalism. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause you get a regular paycheck in it. So I think I would, um, you know, maybe be an author and, you know, write a book of short fictional stories. Yeah. Um, also my, my second option there, I have to give my uh, second pick. Um, I also wanted to be, um, a graphic designer for CD covers. So oh, like man. I wanted to work, I wanted to work with artists and, uh, and, you know, bands and musicians to develop uh, 
you know, the artwork for CD covers. I, I always thought that'd be a really cool job. That's so awesome. what's a CD? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I was yeah, I, I don't know. I mean there's, they, a, there's still album art. Al- like, yes, album yeah. art. Even if it's digital, like Yeah, it's it's de- it's there. It's, like you, you know. see it on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I say that, but I still use I still play my CD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's our show this week. Before we go, let's go around the room and you guys can share your social media handles where people can find you online. And Haley, I'll start with you. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at BFLewHaley or on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Coffin. Jason, how about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at dman3001. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, David Mann. If you like this podcast, you can check out this podcast on popular services like Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Haley and Jason. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.